to have great partners, you need to be a great partner. Do not, I repeat, do not go to your MVPs only when you need something from them. That's not a partnership. Welcome to You Belong in the C-Suite podcast. You are ambitious in life and in your career, but something is missing. You want to bring more of your passion to what you do, because let's be honest, you pour a ton into your work and it needs to mean more. I'm your host, Laura Eigel. I'm a mom, wife, PhD, coach, advocate, introvert, and indoor rowing fanatic. I'm passionate about living a life that's in line with my values. We'll give you the actionable tips and tools you need to lead with your values, make a difference, and have career success. The world needs more diversity and authenticity in the top jobs at organizations. Your leadership belongs there. You belong in the C-suite. Since launching enrollment for the You Belong in the C-suite group coaching program, I've had the opportunity to touch base with some powerhouse leaders. They're saying things like, just because I can do the job I'm in, should I be striving for something that's more fulfilling? I'm in a new job, but everything is crazy and I'm afraid I'm going to burn out. I want to get ready for my next big job and I want accountability to do that. No, I need accountability to do that. Does that sound familiar? We launched the You Belong in the C-Suite group coaching program to help women gain clarity on what matters most to them create and stick to boundaries and create the impact they want through their authentic leadership. Be a part of a community of learning, celebration, and accountability in our new six month group coaching program and sign up by April 30th to receive a free one hour coaching session to kick off your journey. Learn more at the Welcome to the you belong in the C-suite podcast. Today, I'm excited to talk about one of the things that has consistently helped me build my career and the reputation of the teams that I lead. One of the values at my company, The Catch Group, is collaboration. Throughout my career, I've tried my best to be a collaborator and a partner in everything that I do. I know that I can't do everything on my own. To have great partners in your career, you need to be a great partner. I'm going to share the three most important relationships that I think have helped me most as I built my career as an executive and in the C-suite. When you think about career success, many people think the relationships that they have with the top executives in the company will help them the most. Many people manage up to get ahead. There's nothing wrong with that unless that's the only thing that you're doing. Throughout my career, I found that building relationships with three key constituent groups were most important. And I'm spilling my secrets to you today. I'll walk you through three groups of stakeholders that I consider my MVPs or my most valuable partnerships. My MVPs aren't valuable because of what they give me, but what they've taught me. As a leader, first on the list of my most valuable partnerships, my MVP, human resources. Yes, I may be a little biased since I've built a career in human resources and I learn from the best. I learned HR at an academy company known for human resources excellence. But here's the thing. If you want to grow as a leader, you can learn from the best, your HR partners, and truly partner with them. And here's just a shout out to HR partners. If you haven't lately, 
send them a note to tell them how much you appreciate them. They've been working their butts off during this pandemic to give you and your people resources to figure out how to work safely. You have no idea what kinds of things that they have to hear about or do on a day-to-day basis. But when I started my career, I actually didn't even want to be known as being in human resources. I'd heard that leaders didn't really care for the HR department and that they were seen as tactical administrators or the rule enforcers at work. I didn't want to be known as Laura, the HR lady, or for others to clam up because someone from HR was in the room, but I was wrong. Your HR partner is your business partner. Here are three reasons why it's important to know your HR business partner as you build your career and your team. Number one, they are an integral part of the business and they know the business. They know the ins and outs of the business and the talent strategy at the company. They have a pulse of how people are feeling in the organization. Number two, you can learn skills from them, like giving feedback, having tough conversations, and they're a great sounding board for tough people issues. They won't have the tough conversations for you, but they will coach you through those tough situations. They can also help you with your career. As you grow your career, even as a senior leader, you need career input and feedback. Your HR partner can be a great resource for you. Start building a relationship with them before you need them. Of course, always include them in any employee crisis, but it's always easier for them to assist you if they know you. I was talking to a senior leader this week, and she mentioned that she had a difficult conversation with a senior leader, and she wanted to debrief it with HR, but she didn't know who her HR business partner was because they rotate often. So she didn't know who to talk that conversation with. So I would suggest to build that relationship now, know who it is so that when you do need them, you know who to go to. And the third reason why they're my MVP is that they can help you build a really great team. Go beyond the transactional with your HR business partner. Ensure that you talk about your team with them and do that regularly. At big companies, there are certain times of year that you have intentional conversations about talent. Sometimes these are called calibration sessions or succession planning sessions, basically talking about your team and their results and future planning for roles and promotions. In smaller companies, you may need to initiate this conversation with your HR partner. Don't just bring them in when things go wrong. Be proactive and establish a relationship with them so that they know you, your leadership style, and your team so that you can establish a true partnership with them. My second MVP our most valuable partnership. Can you guess this one? It's your finance partner. Did you think that I was going to say finance? Is that a surprise? Here's three reasons why. One, they really know the business. They know how the company makes money. They know the cycle of the business. If you want to grow your business expertise, understand how to read your P&L and how other departments bring in and spend money. Second, They can teach you really important skills like budget forecasting, invoice management, and project management. Listen, I've managed multi-million dollar budgets at multiple organizations. If you aren't meeting with your finance partners monthly, do it. You'll learn so much about what you can do to become a better partner and to be proactive, but also about what else they're seeing in the business that you can learn from. And third, They can be a very strategic partner because they know where the money is and where it's being spent and where it isn't. If you're trying to get money to get something funded, they probably have a few ideas and can help you figure it out. 
Is it part of the company's strategy? Is it even likely to get funded? Or are you just wasting your time? And this is really true for program budgets or even budgets for new roles that you're trying to get on your team. And my favorite conversation are when you can bring HR and finance together, talk how you can strategically plan for talent, recognition budgets, and even team development dollars. I've talked before about this concept of your encouragement file, you know, keeping track of positive feedback that you receive from others to bring you encouragement on the days when you're not feeling so encouraged. Learn more about that strategy in episode six. But one of my favorite pieces of feedback that I recently added to my encouragement file was from a previous finance partner. Um, And they told me what a great partner that I had been and that my team had been really proactive and that I knew my budget more than any other leader at that time. My third MVP and most valuable partnership is with external vendors or suppliers. This may be a big bucket for you, depending on what industry you're in and how you use external relationships. But in every company that I've worked in, I've had the pleasure to work with so many great vendors and suppliers, companies that we partner with to help us do our work. Some were great partners and some were really not so great partners. Here's three reasons why your external vendors are your most valuable partnership. One, they're an extension of your team. You and your team don't have all the time or capability to do everything. If you're a leader in an organization, most likely you have a process for getting bids on projects and choosing the vendors that you work with. There are so many vendors that do some of the same services, but not all of them are created equal. Ensure that you vet multiple vendors each time you bring something in for a new project. It isn't about the cheapest who wins the bid in the process. And then the process can also help you figure out the values of the vendors, their working style and their work product. There may be a vendor that is cheaper, but their company values might not align with your company. Make sure you do your due diligence in the process of picking a vendor and that you have a really great contract in place to ensure you know what happens if something escalates. If someone misses a deadline or a deliverable, how will you give feedback to them if things aren't working out? In the contract, do they set up times to check in on the relationship and the project to get feedback and to give feedback? Ensure that you do. A great vendor can make or break your project success. The second reason vendors are an MVP is that they're experts in something. You can learn a ton from vendors about project management, about influencing without authority, or even facilitation. One of my most favorite things I learned about internally celebrating wins and internally communicating our team's success, I learned from an external vendor. We were rolling out a project to multiple markets and countries within our company, and our vendor created an infographic to show progress of the success of the training. They created one infographic for us holistically, and one of the regions saw it and wanted one specifically for their region so they could show their success to their senior leadership. It was a really great tool that they built And we could manage up and show the success to others, which inevitably led to other regions wanting to adopt it and more success for the overall program. We didn't think about doing that ourselves. It was something that they brought to us and it turned out to be invaluable. And third, sometimes vendors know more about the company, your own company that you work at than you do, especially if you work at a huge company. Vendors can sometimes connect the dots across departments, especially if you are in a siloed organization. 
I cannot tell you how many times at different companies that I've worked for that I found out about a similar project or initiative through a vendor contact, not through my internal network at a company. There are also key resources to give you feedback from a perspective that your internal clients and partners can't because they've worked with so many clients. At the beginning of this episode, I mentioned that to have great partners, you need to be a great partner. Do not, I repeat, do not go to your MVPs only when you need something from them. That's not a partnership. I'll give you three ways that you can be a great partner with your MVP. First, be proactive. Set up proactive meetings to touch base and plan, whether that's with HR, finance, your external vendors, or other groups like sales and marketing. Within each relationship, figure out the best cadence to meet and ensure that you touch base regularly. Number two, give honest feedback. Create a safe space by first asking for feedback. That will create a two-way street for feedback for when and not if they need to give you feedback on what's working and what's not. And third, don't think about these relationships as one way or departments or separate entities. Think of them as one team. They are a part of your team and you are a part of their team. By identifying your most valuable partnerships, you'll build your skills, build your team, and get more success in your job and career. Also, you'll be modeling what true partnership is for your team, your peers, and hopefully they'll do the same in the future. Now is your turn. Who are your MVPs, your most valuable partnerships? What steps do you need to take to build these relationships to get them to MVP status? I challenge you to identify at least one MVP and take the next step to ensure that you are truly partners. That wraps up today's episode. Remember, your leadership belongs here. You belong in the C-suite. What gets you up in the morning? What drives your decisions? What do you stand for? No idea, not even sure where to start? I use my values to guide my life and career. It's the basis of how I've built boundaries for myself and stuck to them. Are you ready to dig into what matters to you? Go to thecatchgroup.com to download your free values worksheet. That's thecatchgroup.com to download your free values worksheet to get to your core values and take action on what matters most. I want to thank you so much for listening to the You Belong in the C-Suite podcast. If you are enjoying this content, then be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss a show. Editing and support for this podcast is from SNE Podcast Management. To get more tips and tools to help you live a life guided by your values, go to thecatchgroup.com. Keep your boundaries and take care. Mm-hmm.